are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. Y'all already know, man. This is Goons to Gods. We welcome everyone. Um, we have one rule, and that's be respectful. Uh, today we have another legend in the building, A plus of the mighty, mighty, mighty souls of mischief. How you doing, bro? How's your family? Oh man, everybody's uh, you know, everybody's good. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't report any disasters or nothing. I'm happy that everybody's good. Um, you know, everybody's alive and healthy and well. How about yours? Man, doing good, doing good. Just had another grandbaby. Uh, two, what, what is this? February last month. Who just walked oh. in the door? So they'll be here for the weekend. That's pretty bless your cool. life. Bless your man. life. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, you can see the great man. I'm old, bro. Hey man, you you and me both. I'll be plucking, bro. <laughs> I, I, I'll be on the early morning plug mission. It's a cool 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> Yo, I remember I tried to do the uh the I tried to dye my shit. Man, my daughters clown me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they like pops, do it, do it gracefully, please, please. Right, like that <laughs> should look like paint, bro. Take that off. <laughs> looking, looking like fat Joe. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> word out, word out. Yo, man, hip hop, man. You guys in bed? Just you, you are hip hop. Like, oh, thank you. Uh, and you got one of the. I mean, I know you've heard this a million times, but "93 Till Infinity" is top five songs all time. Gotta be. Thank you, uh, man. I, I first of all, thank you. Secondly, I never get tired of hearing anything like that. So I appreciate it. It's, it's surreal. And I, and I'm, I'm thankful. I have a lot of gratitude and, you know, God is good. Did you know in the beginning, like, like when you first made it, did you know? Yeah, we got one. Yeah. Well, we knew that we had a dope song. Cause the thing about it is going into that album, making that album, um, there were, there were like three other songs that we recorded that the label was really, really, um, hype about about being singles and everything mm -hmm. and um all three of those songs got denied for uh sample clearance uh purposes reasons mm -hmm. and um the label was pretty bummed about that but they knew we were dope but they were like oh man they're these are the reasons we signed these kids and so we were still making the album and then we made 93 till we was like oh man this is a good one this we sound like we got one here um in the studio when we were done with it we were like oh this is dope you know and um and then the label, like when they heard it, they're like, "Okay, now we, you know, we're not so worried that uh, the other three songs, which were um, all songs I produced as well, um, Cab Fair, Step to My Girl, and um, and Batten Practice, the original version of Batten Practice, were all mm -hmm. songs that all songs that um, the label was looking at, looking at, um, they heard from our demo and, and was looking at as releasing as as singles. So." 93 till kind of filled that gap, and so when we were done with it, we were like, "Yeah, man, this this sounds good." We, of course, we didn't have any real scope on on how yeah. well it would do or or that that it would be like how it is now but we had a feeling that we had a good song we were we were confident that it was a dope song we weren't like oh we got a hit no shit like that but um we were like we were like oh this is dope man uh, people gonna like this you know so how 18, old were you when seven, you got seven, signed when we got signed i think we were 17 17 yeah so uh, no actually we were 17 when we started the negotiations, mm -hmm. by the time the contract was done and th thoroughly thoroughly negotiated, um, three of the three of the fellas were um, eighteen, and Tajay was still seventeen. Okay, so at seventeen years old, who the hell? How how do you know to negotiate a contract? Like most most people sign a shitty deal and then be pissed for the rest of their life. Oh well, um, that credit goes to our lawyer. Um, Michael Ashburn, who was um, Opio's stepfather at the time, was also Dell's lawyer at the time. Okay. And and um, there was some. It was, he was Ice Cube's lawyer and all kind of stuff. And that that was just like coincidental shit. It was, you know, God is crazy. But um, yeah, Michael Ashburn. He had already been an entertain entertainment lawyer. Uh, he managed Richard Pryor and Taj Mahal and, back in the day. And you know, so he was in the music business, and, and he ensured that we didn't sign a shitty contract. Okay, so you still getting lovely ass checks? I know it. I mean, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, not to be in your not, business. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, we still getting lovely checks. Um, but uh, you know, signing a solid contract, you can only 
there's only so much wiggle room because the contracts, a good contract still ain't great. You right. know what I'm saying? It, it's just that we didn't get screwed. You know what I'm saying? Like we were still getting like, you know, like little slave labor rate that you get. Um, that I mean, you know, ours, our, our rate was pretty good, but it's still just a small rate because of how mm -hmm. the business works, you know, but you think you would make more money nowadays? No, no, the work, the, the deals are way, way worse now. The deal, okay. the deals are way worse now, and we and um we retain a hundred percent of our publishing. We're the only artists on Jive Records ever in its history that to use to to retain all of our publishing, and that was a part of the negotiation with Michael Ashburn. It was like a, a it was the reason we signed with them and not somebody else because they they were these other labels were matching everything except the, and then the publishing became the breaking point, and Jive just folded on that one time with us, only time they ever did. Wow. So did other artists reach out to y'all and say, hey, you know, I got questions about some shit. You, you know, can you hook me up? Um, Not in a, in a sense. I remember Q-Tip uh, was talking to our lawyer, was like, oh, you're the lawyer that got souls in publishing. How you do that? Um, And, you know, you know, he, Michael is, a, you know, he's a sought after lawyer. So mm -hmm. people knew people knew he was good. And um, he gets a lot of dap for that. He also was um, he wrote the first book on the first uh i don't know what you call it a book or essay or something on sampling when there when it wasn't you know when the laws weren't clear yet he wrote a book mm -hmm. on it so he's like kind of known in the industry and and uh he, he he took care of us that's what's up shout out to him man um shout out. the first beat you made mm -hmm. trash or dope It was dope for what it was. It was, you know, it was on a, um, it was on a, a Doctor Rhythm, just program a programmed a, a drum pattern on the Doctor Rhythm. It was dope for what everybody else was doing because I was hanging out with the big boys. I, I was like the younger dude, mm. and it was De it was just, it was Dell, um, his rhyming partner, um, T, uh, uh, D Shane, mm -hmm. and um, and um. His DJ, I believe his name was TMX. His DJ's name was TMX, if I remember correctly. And I and I was Dell's little homie. You know, me and Dell was was uh, best friends. And um, but I was two years younger than him. So whenever I was hanging around him and his buddies, I was always the young dude. And um, basically, you know, when they weren't messing with the shit, I would steal my time on it. Mm -hmm. And my first first little time they was doing whatever they was doing, like eating lunch, smoking weed. I, I don't know what they was doing. Um. And I was like, can I, can I fuck, can I fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I was a kid. So when they would go off and do shit, I was like, yeah, let me mess with the Dr. Rhythm. And I programmed a drum rhythm on there and it, it was dope. I mean, for what it was, you know. So I've never heard any beef. I've never heard any drama. You guys are still a group technically, right? Technically. Technically. How, how do you accomplish all these years, and I, I mean, you know, I don't. I, maybe y'all not touring. I'm not sure. Y'all still touring? Um, yeah. I mean, the last tour Hyro did was right, like the, the January, right? You know, you know, January, right before COVID, January 2000. Mm -hmm. What was it? 2020. Y'all still um, got the festival, though, right? Uh, Hyro Day. Yeah, we still got yeah. the we still got the festival. Um, it's at well, you know, um, we're throwing it in a different capacity because of the mandates and the pandemic or whatnot. But yeah, mm -hmm. so had that 10 years strong high road day, high road day weekend. That's fucking dope. That's like, man, if, if I were not scared to get on the plane, I'd have been there. Oh man, it's dope. You got, you gotta, gotta make it, man. Take, take that cool, uh, that cool little scenic, uh, train trip, man. I heard, I heard it's dope. I heard that scenic train trip is dope. I thought now, it's about worth, it. It's, it's worth checking out. How far away are you coming from? I'm in Ohio now. Okay. All right. Ohio. Yeah, that's 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 a nice trip. Yeah. That's about three days. Oh, time like is that. money. Time is money. Yeah. Eh, well, but you know. I, I'm not mad at you about the plane thing. I've never liked flying on planes. I still don't. You know. I just I, I kind of just bury bury my apprehension because I kind of just have to do it. And I, I used to drink a lot to get to get on a plane. I don't drink anymore, so I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Just kind of smoke some weed. I don't know. What made you stop? I just wanted to. I um during the pandemic, uh, I've been drinking my whole damn life, you know, and it it has to do with uh just different life shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, just how I grew up. Um, 
just what the environment I grew up in and and then uh being in the, the music business you know didn't help none they just feed you drink I, they, they didn't feed us drinks since since we got in it and then it's the kind of job where you could drink on the job so there's nothing telling you stop and then um yeah I got, I got to the point in the, in the pandemic where I was like I don't even want to do this shit no more so I just stopped it's I've been it's been about a I'm not gonna say it all nonchalantly like I just stopped but, but, but I did I, I did you know I, I stopped um uh, last February, and um, I went to I went to some meetings, and mm-hmm. yeah, I just I haven't drank since. You know, it's crazy. I, uh, I got a chance to interview. Too. Man, Go ahead. I got a chance to interview Tash uh, from the Licks uh, a couple of days my brother, ago, my actually. Brother. My brother, and he said it'll be two years for him. Uh, I want to say he said in May, March or May. Yeah, he was he was just working on a year when I started when I when mm-hmm. I first quit. He he was just like done with it or just about to be a year or around a year. That's my brother. Yeah, he drank way more than I did, so I'm I'm really I'm really I'm really happy. Happy. I mean, you know, he that's how gone it. You feel me? But um, yeah, yeah, that's my brother. Love, love, love Tash. Love, love J. Roll and uh, E. Swift. Love all them dudes. I mean, Man, they they uh, I I remember watching on Drink Champs. They brought up uh, a versus between you and them. Yeah, nah, they they, they yeah. I I watch that shit. They don't want it like that. They don't want it like that. You know what I'm saying? They, they my agree? brothers and all that. They, um, they, they were um, well, I think they said something like uh, somebody brought up hieroglyphics or something, right? And yeah. I was like, oh, we got some, we got something for hiero. But listen, we friends and all that. But um, uh, hieroglyphics versus the licks ain't gonna be a good one for them. Well, you, but uh, you, you know, I'm gonna have to clip I, this too, right? I, I, man, I listen. <laughs> I anyone who know a plus, anyone who know a plus, like, and, and clip this part too, man, like. I don't mean nothing by it. I'm a very straightforward person and I always say what I mean. You know what I'm saying? I love them dudes. Um, but I just I literally think that like we just probably got more shit at a for high I think that's unfair. The the licks, mm-hmm. the, the alcoholics and the hieroglyphics, we got they got the alcoholics, we got souls, Dale, casual, and hiero. It's just uh it's an unfair thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't say that in no way to smite to spite them. I mean it's they got King like, King, they got exhibit. I mean, nah. They well, that's that's if you're talking about the Liquid Crew versus yeah. You don't have to though if you're gonna say Hyro. No, but 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 what but what was said on Drink Champs was Alcoholics versus Hyro, and that's what I'm responding to. No one okay. said Liquid Crew versus Hyro. You okay. know, or I would be, or I would be saying something different right now. But what okay. was literally said on there was Alcoholics versus the Hieroglyphics Crew, and that's just like not fair. You know what I mean? And for the record, I don't want an artist that like an MC to be like so and so is better than me. Like that just that's a that's a fail for me right there. I don't care how yeah. trash you I might think you are or how great I might think you are. I want you to feel like you are the sliced bread of all sliced breads. You gotta have that confidence. Yeah. That that's like MC of yeah. 101 for me. Oh man, I, I yeah, and certainly, man, that they're my buddies, and, and I don't I didn't take nothing by it. I, I just I'm like I said, I'm really just straight, straightforward. And and you know it, it, they supposed to say that on there because he was like oh yeah I got something for them niggas like that's my homeboy and and um I didn't take nothing by it. but literally I believe the alcoholics versus the hieroglyphics is you probably you got to have a different mix up we just got too many artists it's just you know it's, yeah. now 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 I wouldn't want to go but yeah whatever yeah enough about that but uh <laughs> let me ask but, you yeah, this. I, I, you I guys love, been putting them. in a lot of work for years I'm sorry I mean to cut you off. Um, yeah, I did the underground scene, you know, out there on the West Coast. Um, give me an artist that you thought, man, this guy or 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 female is bananas, and for whatever reason, it didn't pan out for them. Uh, what do you mean? Like any artist? It, it'll be an artist <laughs> no one heard of, right? Absolutely. Yeah, somebody that you um, like. I've got favorite artists that. Majority of the world has never heard of, but for me, the shit resonates because it 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 hit me during times of my life where it meant the most. Hmm. Let me think about that. Uh artist that it didn't pan out for that I thought was super dope. I don't know, man. Um yeah. oh, you know how you know who I could say? Um yeah, the um this, this, the brother um, Snoop from Extra Prolific. He used to be down with Hieroglyphics back in the day. I thought he was, and he was a he was a friend too. And mm-hmm. um, he had, he put out an album too. It was dope. I produced four four tracks on it. 
Mm-hmm. I thought he could. I thought he would be able to go really, really far, and I thought he was really dope. And he's he's probably an artist that that um that would fit that criteria for me. Um, yeah, it's he, you know back in the day we he, we he left the group because of circumstances mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the first album, and he and he left Jive Records. He went on to do his own thing independently, mm-hmm. but he was always he was really dope. And and um just because of unfortunate circumstances, I don't think he ended up as big as he could have been at that time. That's to say nothing about what he has done, nothing mm-hmm. negative about what he has done. But um yeah, that's that's one. Um, yeah, he, um, he put out the album on Jive, uh, I think it was in 94, 90, 94, 95, and the album was called Like It Should Be. Mm-hmm. E- Extra Prolific was his was his group's name, and I did four tracks on there. My tracks yeah, I'm looking for an ink pen to write that down. kind of want to check that out. Yeah, it's like, um, he was in hieroglyphics. He was like, the, uh, you know, full-fledged member of, of the crew. Um, How did Hyro start? Like, um... It's a that's a pretty long story. Um, basically, uh, it was a bunch, you know, a bunch of fringe hip hoppers, including myself, that we all kind of from the same neighborhood in East Oakland. And around like around like eleventh grade, it kind of all came together. But prior to that, we were all on our own separate things, kind of. Mm-hmm. And we we're all from East Oakland, uh, most of us. And um, around eleventh grade. Uh, we formed hieroglyphics and um at first it was like you know casual and opio was over there mm-hmm. me and dell and me and dell and tajay was over here um and and um around 11th grade we started connecting the dots and adding other members and yeah so it kind of came came together organically um me and tajay been a group since elementary school you know what i'm saying um Jeez. uh uh, you know, I've I've been friends with Dell since first grade, and I started record. Me and Ty J started recording with Dell in like seventh grade, um, doing our own little. We had a, a, our own crew and stuff. We were connected with um with Sir Jinx from um the yeah. Lynch Mob because uh Sir Jinx was Ice Cube's DJ and and Dell was Ice Cube's cousin, so that's how that happened. And then me and Ty J would. Yeah, yeah. Me and Tajay would dra- would travel to L.A. with Dell and record with Sir Jinx back in the day. Easy E wanted to sign me and Tajay as a uh, as a kid group back in the day. Uh-huh. Um, all kind of stuff. I think Dr. Dre paid paid for some of our travel to get down there because Jinx was recording with Dell. And uh, yeah, so that that's kind of you know we've been at it for a minute. You know, man. So what happened with the Easy E? Just didn't pan out. Um, uh, d- well. Cube ended up leaving NWA for one, um, and then he started the Lynch Mob. The uh, Lynch Mob and uh, what's the name of his uh, Street Knowledge. He started yeah. his label Street, Street Knowledge, and and he signed Dell, and and um, Dell no longer was, you know, he you know the Easy E thing was out the door. It wasn't cool. So uh, so uh, Dell's was rocking with Cube. Ended up getting a deal with Electra through Cube. And then Dell put us on uh, a few couple of the Hyrule members on the B side to a second single, mm-hmm. and then that's when that's when the label started check, checking us out and be like, "Oh, who are these guys that was on this Dell single?" And you know, out of all the people, you know, and Souls Mischief Casual got a deal from there. How come Dell isn't mentioned amongst the titans of the West Coast? I, I think he is. It depends on who you're talking to, but I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but um those who know know and um he's just one of those you know when he's he's an anomaly the the whole hieroglyphics how we get down it's like it's 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 never been going and doing exactly you know doing what everybody's doing or or like any way normal or like you know we always been on some uh beat kind of like grassroots underdog beat of our own drum type group so even all the way from those early days to like the success at the time to even now you know we're just considered like we're an anomaly type group, you know. So, so um, you know, uh, hip hop is a very mainstream uh, yeah. art form, and and even throughout time. So, people who mention Dale are people who like are looking for that kind of stuff and know that haven't that kind of knowledge about the culture, and that's yeah. and that, so he wouldn't he wouldn't be mentioned in, a, in in somebody who's only looking through, you know, whatever the these kind of groups from the West Coast or nothing because he's he's not typical at all. 
Yeah. But those, let, for those those who don't know. And let's be honest, y'all, y'all didn't uh, fit the the white supremacy mold of what rapping should be. It, exactly, exactly. We we didn't fit that. We weren't. It's no sex and violence and drugs like overload. And yeah. um, and that that's you know, that we were in the industry at the time when that mandate came into the the record industry. We were literally at Jive Records when they got the call from upstairs to like not fuck with nothing progressive no more. Wait, 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 wait. There was an actual call. Well, it was a, it was a, it was an industry-wide mandate. They had like secret meetings and stuff. Uh, and and the call came down the line. The, the company started shifting and and started congealing. And 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 um, anything prog- anything progressive was out the door. And only only sex and violence would be supported from here on forward for the most part. And that was a, that was a real thing. And for us, for um, when it, the way it came down to us is that mm-hmm. we, they were like, "Well, listen, y'all ain't gangsters, and y'all ain't, but y'all could be a boy group and be like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince in in the Boom Shake the Room era, not in the early days era." And they came to us and they was like, "Y'all could if y'all could do some, y'all turn into a pop group. Uh, we'll keep you on the label. If you don't turn into a pop group, we're gonna end your career." That 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 literally happened to us in while we were on Jive Records. So that mandate when it came into the industry, it was like. Be a gang, turn your shit to killing, turn your shit to uh, over overly sex, or turn your shit into like pop entertainment, or we ain't got no room for you. It's a real no. thing. It, it 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 affected different groups differently. A lot of people got dropped from their labels. Um, you know, gold selling artists like Pete Rock and CL Smooth and shit. You know, like it, people who were actually making money. It was, it was like it was really some some came from the agenda up top type shit. That explains um, pumps and the bumps. I don't know what happened with, with, I mean, I don't think, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think Pumps and the Bumps was too far off of what he was already doing. No disrespect, I love Hammer. just But just to be honest, I think mm-hmm. Pumps and the Bumps is kind of, a, he was doing dance music. He was doing club dance yeah, music. Yeah, he had on clothes. Think, Your man had on a whole ass, like, that shit was wild. Touche, he did, touche, <laughs> he did have, he, he, I, I think you're right, he did throw on Speedos, he did, he did. Um, he did. <laughs> You know, oh, but but and, but in, in his defense, the music wasn't much different from what he was already making. But I guess the visual does change things. It, it changed, and and the crazy part is, he had won a lot of hip hop over until he did that. And he, yeah, and he I lost mean, him. yeah, he did. I mean, Hammer. I mean, enough for he's from where we from. Yeah. The most respect to Hammer. Um, he's you know, like whatever dancing they was doing, like we know him. We know them as street people. You feel me? They was like. There was on yeah. some, he could have easily he could have easily been like on some gangster shit if he wanted to. Yeah. I, I've heard. So I I I get. I, I'm glad that uh he was more on spiritual stuff and and dancing, having fun stuff as opposed to what he could have been doing. And and yeah. salute to him. He's 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 a godfather from where we from. So yeah. And I, I, I no disrespect either, Hammer. I don't want you coming after me. I've heard stories, bro. You know? Nah, yeah. You don't want you don't want to fuck with Hammer. <laughs> Hammer and his people got hammers. Man, I don't need that hammers. energy, bro. <laughs> you know, and I've often asked this question though. Um, in hindsight, was Dolores Tucker right? Um, when she said what? When she was trying to, to end gangster music. I think she was right in a sense. I think mm-hmm. there there was a gap in how in her understanding of how to talk to the culture about it, um, and, and her means of, of getting her particular point across. Um, I think it was, I think that is because of, you know, just ignorance, not negative. Like, you know, she, she not nothing negative on her part. I mean, yeah. the, her, her way of, of portraying that, that concept to mm-hmm. the culture was, was off putting to anybody yeah. in the culture. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? She was just like, fuck all that shit. And, and, and everybody in the, in those actual situations in the streets or in poverty or in, in at risk situations. If you come in like ban all that shit, it's all horrible. Well, you're not, you know, you get more bees with honey, and she yeah. and she didn't have none. So, yeah. um, I think what she, I think what she was trying, if I want to shoot her some bail, what she was trying to say is like this ain't good for the community, yeah. you know, and and we need to do something about it. But the way it came out was not wasn't very productive. She came off like an old bitter broad. She came off like an old a old bitter. Person, yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. Yeah. She, she did. She did. I didn't. I wasn't fucking with her at all because I'm in the culture. Although yeah. now, in hindsight, you know, I do, I do understand that she, her point was valid. She had there was her point had validity. So said, yeah. you know, when you when you come in hooting, hollering, and shooting, 
um, people ain't gonna really hear your words. They just gonna see what how I look. And then, and then we we have, I won't say we, but hip hop has has regurgitated the same excuse. Like when N.W.A. was talking about things, that was that I I didn't know anything about L.A. I didn't know anything about Compton. You know, I didn't. There, there wasn't the internet where I, people could visually show me shit, and I could be like, "Oh, they living exactly like we. Oh, they going through the same struggle." So they were highlighting things. Well, now you know the light's been shined on it for thirty years. You can't keep well, saying, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, no, nah, reality. It's a, eh. Yeah, it's a lame excuse now, and it has been for mad yeah. long. And one thing, one thing I like to point out too um, is that the NWA album was, you know, a lot of that was a revolutionary album. It wasn't just like, it, you know, it wasn't just uh just kill anybody anyway i mean that second album when they rape and you know, doing all kind of crazy shit was yeah. that that's when they took took it to the shock value you know what i mean yeah. but yeah. but that um that first album was largely you know it had a lot of political uh overtones to it and, and i, and I think that album, though. it was the second album uh, huh because straight out of compton was the second album wasn't it because i think they had an album no 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 album. No, they didn't. They didn't. They had a compilation album before that with that, a bunch okay, of other yeah. people. A bunch right, of other people. It's not, yeah, nah. No, yeah. no, no harm, no foul. But their first like real NWA album was straight out of Compton, and they were talking. They were talking. That wasn't like a that was some real shit. That was some real shit. And yeah. um, it was a lot. It was largely political, and you could see, you could really tell how um when Ice Cube came with his, his albums after that and linked up with um Public Enemy that that was an extension of that 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 essence of NWA that that uh that um. Cube took with him, and then the next NWA album, albeit Mad Dope, they kind of just left all the political shit alone and just went yeah. for the for the mur- for the shock value of the murder murder yeah. rap. Yeah. But um, but but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a lame ass excuse to be like we rap. Oh uh, yeah, we just rapping about reality. It, it, you know, it, it's true that they may be doing that, but that that's that was lame. That excuse was lame back then because there are people who rap about reality who don't glorify it. And who actually make a, make an effort to like show what's wrong about it, like 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 most hip hop was in the eighties that that was yeah. that was street oriented. It was kind of showing the how fucked up that shit is, like all the way back yeah. to the early eighties when you're talking about the message and shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm in my forties, man. I have no qualms saying that like that that lame ass excuse that we talking about reality. It really is just a scapegoat excuse just to just to do the shit and and, yeah. and say it and, and and whatever. And that's no judgment. I'm just I'm just keeping it a buck you yeah, know if you're saying? chasing that's the like, bag just say you're chasing the fucking bag don't try yeah, to tell I, I, you know the bag I respect got, that more yeah. you know jewels yeah. in it that i'm supposed to learn yeah. some shit from you you know the fact of the matter is too and and i've been in the industry a long time and, and a lot of my friends like make this kind of music um you you can't it, it's clearly a scapegoat excuse type thing because you can't even continue that behavior once you start getting the bag in this yeah. industry without bringing without bringing trouble to yourself and your bag and all your people you Man. know what I'm saying? It, it's a, like most, like I don't know anybody who's successful at hip hop who's still doing any of that shit. Who's making money off hip hop? Who's still doing any of the shit? Living in the same areas that they talk about? Um, none of that shit. It, and Man. it's it, you know we're we're weird as a culture. You know what I'm saying? We real like scary like that. It's like you know, like motherfuckers <laughs> will get the bag. Yeah, no, I mean it, fools to get a bag and be like, if I if I start saying some real shit, I'll lose this bag. So. Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? Like we we real cowardly like that, but we we oh. we growing though. We, we we're growing, you know. Like more, you know, we're growing. I will I will I will say that I think technology has has allowed people to realize you can get the bag and be yourself in some aspects. In some aspects, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think it is um it's it's definitely made a shift for the better to where you know you don't feel like you're forced to do this only to get on because. Because these gatekeepers say that this is if you don't do this, you can't get on. Unfortunately, the problems that plague our community are deeper than hip hop, and oh and, and and hip hop just kind of puts a, a magnifying glass on how fucked up we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think LaRussell uh, is like a really good example. I love LaRussell of it being right. Like I fucks with yeah, LaRussell. So I, I fucks with LaRussell tough man. I, I've been fucking with him for like since I heard about him. I think a couple years now, and um, yeah, I, um. I'm I'm a big advocate and fan of his, and and it's like it's uh it's dope to see as as a senior member of the uh, of the of the culture um to 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 have young dudes um on on what he's on is uh encouraging more yeah. than anything, and yeah. and I salute that I salute that brother, and I wish him him and his people the most success, and I'm I love watching what he's doing and being a fan Absolutely. of it, being a being being and a supporter. I don't know the cat, but you can invest in his music. 
Like, like he, he allows people just random strangers yeah. to invest in his whole shit. So yeah, that's he's, he's not, he, he's right not making he definitely he's 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 definitely pushing the boundaries and he's not using none of those lame excuses. He's still he's still from where he's from and he still can yep. rap about what he could rap about. Um, you know, and I love it, you know, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Mental health. Um, I see you I, yeah, I see yeah. you big on that. Like, like yeah. what happened? Yeah, did something mental- happen? Or did you no, just, nah, you just man, wake up one day nah. and say, you know what, I, w- I want to change the narrative myself? Nah, I have, mental health has been like for people who have, who mental health is for everybody. It's a, for me, mm-hmm. for me, it's about, it's about uh, destigmatizing the topic and normalizing the conversation. It's not like fucking America happened. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in everybody here is dealing with mental health issues. Just just because like it ain't no new thing. Our the whole reason we're fucked as a people is because we don't deal with that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The whole reason what happened to the, every the trauma that has happened to our people is all mental health issues. And and um the fact that we're doing better as a people and we're not in bonds doesn't doesn't change the fact that we have serious scars. Like, look at how we act when we get some bread. Look at look at the the the, the um the the addiction. Uh, problem in our with our artists and the violence problem with our artists, I, like rappers dying and shooting each other up, and 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 pills and and um and lean and all kind of shit. And I'm not trying to sound like an old ass dude. I'm saying these things are normal and everybody's accepting that we we talking about it. Like nigga, this is just life. Well, my point is these are all health health mental health issues. It 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 ain't like nothing happened. It's like look if we if we take our denial out of it and have an honest conversation with ourselves. This is some fucked up behavior, and you don't see nobody Man. else doing it, and, and nobody else mad that we are doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is all mental health, mental health uh, problems, and people have the stigma like mental health. Oh, that, blah, blah, blah. That's some macho ego bullshit. You feel me? Like mental health is is can it, it, it can go all the way down to. I always say this: if you a motherfucker that like if somebody disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. And it makes you angry, and it makes you angry, and you can't agree to disagree. That's a mental health issue. That's low emotional intelligence. Like people don't look at it like that because they're like, "Oh, I can be whatever I want." But if that, if, if you have an honest conversation, somebody else disagreeing with you, making you so angry that you show them kind of emotions, that means you don't have control of your emotions. That's a mental health issue. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so I, I found myself at this point in life after you know I've had my own issues with with mental health my whole life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, like as we all do, I'm just not scared to admit the shit. You know what I'm okay. saying? And I got I got to the point where I can I can uh, make a difference with my platform and and and, and with the, the people who fuck with me. And I started getting encouragement from people being like, "I'm glad you're saying that shit," because I'm like a, I'm I'm one of them people. I'm like mad straightforward, even if it's not popular to say it. The real thing, I'm gonna say the real thing, and it may ruffle some feathers, but it ruffles the feathers of cowards, people who ain't who are scared to say it. I'm not. So like, how they ruffle feathers gonna stop me from flying? You feel me? So you know I, what, I figured though, that seeing a brother do it is is some powerful shit because we aren't allowed to cry. Yeah, well, shit. That's yeah. That 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 there in itself is that's the most ridiculous shit in the world. Like we ain't allowed. Like first of all, I, I, you're right. Right, I agree with what you're saying. But listen to that. We ain't allowed to cry. That is some like bad information passed from generation to generation to generation that we still are feeling feeling um the effects of. We have a shit ton of bad information as a culture, as a people, yeah. handed down yeah. from generations, and, and a lot of trauma and a lot of scars that go unaddressed because it's bad because of this bad information, like you can't cry. Let me tell you, every macho ass motherfucker I know that be doing all that shit, them motherfuckers cry. They do. Yes, they do. You know yes. what I'm saying? Every, yes. every one of these, uh, like these tough ass fucking all these motherfuckers be in love with a chick with their heart broken. I mean, it's all bullshit. It's all fucking <laughs> It's all bullshit. Every nigga, like, listen, every motherfucker that got their ego propped up, you could tell his fear when a motherfucker's ego is propping them up. And, and it doesn't, the argument can go on forever and there's denial and cognitive dissonance, but it does not change the fact. If you're propping your ego up on anything, there's some fear involved there. And, and and we we can lie outwardly because uh, to other people and on um, platforms because of how our ego makes us feel like we need to do. But you can't lie to yourself, and you you, you know what I'm saying. You can't lie to yourself. And motherfuckers be at home crying. Motherfuckers be sad. Motherfuckers be depressed. Motherfuckers oh, be heartbroken. Motherfuckers man. be be all that, all of that shit. And like we can't talk about it. That is the dumbest shit in the like to try to make a logical excuse for why we can't feel and and address our emotions. 
it does not make sense. It's 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 insanity. It's clear yeah. insanity. And, and I'm not saying this in, in judgment of anything. I'm saying this in support of myself and my people. It's fucking insanity. So my whole point is like I'm I've always been a straightforward person. And and like I'm I'm I'll I'll cry when I get sad at some shit. But also I won't be no pushover and I'll fuck a nigga up too. So like I'm just gonna say say some real shit. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I choose to not be on the fuck shit everybody else is on. Um, when it comes to fear of having an honest conversation about myself. And when I started doing the shit, mm-hmm. other people start being like, thank you. And that's what, get, that's what gave me the idea to just kind of like, man, this conversation is good for people. It's helping people. People are hitting me, telling me that shit. And I'm not losing no points for, for like being a real motherfucker because I am one. You know what I'm saying? I don't got to sit around and pretend. You know what that, I'm saying? I can know, have- that, that definition is just be bullshit most of the time. A real for absolutely like, like go like absolutely. oh I went to prison for twenty years I'm a real nigga no you're not you, that ain't that, that, that ain't caught. that don't you're, make you real like you're, you're a real, real bad criminal if you want to be honest about it like I mean that doesn't make getting you real. back to it that's bad that's that bad information like I'm real because of prison that's the dumbest shit in the world and anybody oh who's been God. to prison will actually anybody who's been they to prison you. and is and, and is having an honest conversation they'll tell you that now yeah. if they're doing that ego prop to look a certain way around other motherfuckers then do that. But a real motherfucker would be like, man, nah, this shit is not cool at all, you know. Yeah, and my, my whole point, not the wave. And, and you're horrible, crim. Like, I mean, but again, it's that powers that be shit. There's a reason why our people are, are like not helped from being ignorant, you know, not from not 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 given yeah. uh, be- better information and stuff. That's a whole nother conversation. But but as far as myself, I'm normalizing. I'm trying to normalize having honest conversations, uh, of regardless of like. Uh, fear-based ego, ego egoism and shit. I, I don't mm. give a fuck about none of that shit. I'd rather just be a, when I say a real person, I mean having an honest conversation, not believing my, not saying bullshit and believing my own bullshit and propagating it to people out of fear. Yeah, This is this is in no way a judgment to anybody else. But like if a motherfucker, like I don't want to live a life to where I can't be honest all the time with shit. And and I don't want to be at the at the beck and call of other people's bullshit. And I've never have been. Anybody who know me be I don't fuck with that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be a pro if you full of shit, you're gonna have a problem with me because I'm I, I just I'm I, I don't subscribe <laughs> subscribe to it. You know what I'm saying? That's I'm just not how mad I am. At that. I'm not mad at I, that. I I've always I've always been that way, and it only caused problems with suckers, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, but I will say that you have been blessed to 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 not necessarily have to report. Like most of us are so used to turning on and off our blackness and other areas of our personality when we go to work because we got to work for X, Y and Z. And that shit ain't easy, bro. Like sometimes you you intermingle the two when you shouldn't. You know, some sometimes you you at work like like when I lost my mother. I had to I had to go to my car on my lunch break to cry. Yeah, mm. I didn't want nobody at work knowing that I'm crying and shit, which yeah. it shouldn't. Have, like I lost my mother, that shouldn't be an issue. But you. you know, society dictates that I'm 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 supposed to have it together while I'm on the job site, or yeah, yeah. I'm a weak nigga. Yeah, I, I you hear know. you. You you're right. You you're right. I am fortunate that I don't have to. Re- report in that way um and i have made like i have made you know made things difficult by by being that being that way in my own world you know and mm-hmm. i i totally get i totally get that and um i don't got all the answers and but 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 um what i want to do is normalize the conversation and 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 destigmatize uh, the, the the topic yeah. And then so we can act so we can actually start talking about it. Like the more we talk about it, the more we get to the root of the shit. I don't got all that. I, I'm learning as I I'm learning as I go. And um and it's it, it's it's gonna be a difficult um process. Getting out of shedding denial is always a difficult process. Or 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 <sighs> facing facing the tough shit is always a difficult process. But what's Man. more difficult, living a whole life not not facing it? Or that moment where you go through the hardship of facing it to live a freer, freer to have a freer spirit. And um, again, I don't. I'm I'm looking for the answers like everybody else. But but my my thing is, I, I don't think the answers are in deflection and in ignoring the problem. Yeah. So and, so I, don't I, know, how I think we get our younger generation to tap into that too. Because like as you get older, you you realize that you can only run from like you know from yourself for so long. 
it's all self. Everything is yeah. every problem. When, when we when we discuss the problems that we have and we make them outwardly in the world, that's our first mistake. You know what I'm saying? That's always yeah. our first mistake. There's no we can't control people, places, and things outside of ourselves. All we can control is what we do and how we react to things. So, like, like it, it's to have an emotion about something like that makes me angry. That's one thing. But to blame that motherfucker for that you angry that that's that's bad information because the only way to deal you can't control that so the only way to deal with that is to 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 train ourselves on what's the proper way for me to emotionally and spiritually deal with this angst or this anger or this problem or this mm -hmm. adversity and we we are constantly always looking outward for the answers the answers yeah. are never outwards the answers are always inward and if a yeah. motherfucker is blaming anybody for anything in the world making them feel a certain way and they haven't mastered self yet then they they full of shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's one if you if one hasn't done everything they possibly can do, and we know what we don't know everything that we need to do, but we know what we haven't done that we can do as Facts. as people. And, and if we haven't ex exhausted doing that yet, and we busy pointing to somebody else that made us feel a certain way, that's denial right there. You bullshitting yourself. You know what I'm saying? All the answers are with self. We master self. We don't have these problems. And and Man. and we can't we can't and my whole thing about mental health is like we can't master self without being open about conversations that we don't be having and need to ha need to be had and that that that's just my thing and this this is not about judgment or pointing fingers at nobody else this is just like real shit like yeah. you know, people who are blaming other people for shit all the time now not to say that people aren't shouldn't be held accountable for the things they do but for us to be like my problem is a hundred percent you who I can't control what you do and then so that means I could be on some nut shit because of that. That's fuckery. That's bullshitting yourself. And and yeah. and uh, our, our, the world we live in lets us roll like that, but that doesn't mean it isn't devoid of logic. It doesn't yeah, mean it's not it's not straight. <laughs> oh yeah, oh man. And, and how many times we've seen that? You know, a motherfucker being all huffing and puffing until they do something stupid and get in front of that judge and do that time. And how yeah. you know what I'm saying? That nigga all, crying in. Crying and, and, and crying and telling and snitching oh and all kind all kind all kind of fuck shit. So yeah. that ego that ego prop shit is all bullshit. And it it, it it you know it serves its purposes. But when a motherfucker when when it runs you as opposed to it being something that we control ourselves, that's our problem. And if we could if we talking to anybody else about that shit, we just we just deflecting. We ain't dealing with self. And and all of this stuff is difficult. That's why I'm trying to normalize the conversation of, and, and destigmatize the conversation of mental health. Because we ain't never going to fix shit if we like, oh, nigga, I ain't crazy, but I can't control my emotions. <laughs> nigga, you, if you can't control your emotions, you crazy. Nigga, you need some help. You got some issues we live in a, we, well, we, you got some, we, we, we live in a world where people think it, it's normalized and okay to be a motherfucker who can't control their emotions. You know Because that makes you money. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it, but look at your soul. You know what I'm saying? When we can't take no money with you, and I, I've seen people on their deathbed and the regrets they have. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not pretty. Yeah, it's not, and it's, and it's real honest because they, they that's somebody creaking on the corners of death, yeah. and and know that this money and all that shit talking and all that bravado and all of that key 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 and all that shit don't mean nothing when you about yeah. to die. Yeah, I seen it. My, I seen it myself, and I promised myself the first time I saw that it was my grandmother. I promised myself, oh, I'm never going to die with them kind of regrets. I'm just going to keep it a buck while I'm here. <sighs> better, li better, better living, man. I will. I, I'll say one that it, the, the problems that it causes on us physically. Are so underrated, like like we don't we don't realize how much internalizing all this shit puts stress on not just us mentally, but how that mental stress translates into fucking up your heart, to fuck up your lungs, to the fuck up your mm -hmm. just just your whole body. It, it, I'm telling yeah. you, you know, like yeah, it does. I mean, and look at the, uh, the addiction rates, the suicide rates in our black crazy. people. I mean, our, our shit is general. Our shit is gen our trauma is generational and 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 in in, in hundreds of years old. And and, and we, we walking around not addressing the shit is not making the shit better. Not and and we supposed to, we supposed to be cool because we got a couple billionaires and shit. And, and you know what I'm saying? And, and you know it's it's ridiculous. And I swear, man, it's it's fucking ridiculous. It's almost like being in a fucking movie. But I, but man, the curtains the curtains been up for me and the lights is on. Man, I done walked out the theater a long time ago. 
Matt, let me let me ask you this. Totally unrelated. Where yes, maybe I maybe I missed it, but where's the documentary for the glyphics for high Rock? Uh, t- the, the, the closest that comes to that is a documentary called Till Infinity. And okay. you could see that documentary is it's been out it's been out for some years. Um uh it actually we we took it through the the film festival circuit and um mm-hmm. I think it might have won a couple too. Um and now it's free, it's you can freely watch it on on Vivo or YouTube. It's called Till Infinity. And okay. basically what it is, it's um it's a documentary made by Shamari Smith um, about the making of 93 Till Infinity. But what it in turn ends up covering is um, the birth of hieroglyphics and how we came together and mm-hmm. and, and, and and going from a major to, to independent to Hyro Day later in life. And it's, it's, a, um, it's a documentary about all that. There's some, a lot of good information in there. There's some, there's some things that are off like, it gives the impression that hieroglyphics kind of like was was a thing in like junior high, but it really didn't really happen until like eleventh uh, grade. But other, mm. but other than that, other than that, it's it's fairly accurate. Um, it, it has all the members of the crew in it, and um, I it, it's a very good watch. It's called Till Infinity. Okay. And again, again, it's on a uh, on YouTube and on Vivo. It, it's cool. dope. It's dope. I, I like watching it myself. I learned a lot of it just from watching it. My, my damn self. Who did the logo? The logo was made by Dell. Fucking fire yeah. logo. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just came out of his mind. And what's funny about the logo is that he just made it up one day. And then uh, years later, somebody came to my house and, and pointed and brought a book to my house and pointed out that it actually is a Mayan hieroglyph that means infinity, harmonic resonance, and the number eight. And um, Dell didn't know that when he made it up. And I actually got that That's book crazy. um yeah yeah so i so somebody came to my house with that book and they wouldn't let me borrow the book so i copied and this is like you know in the 90s wasn't no internet mm-hmm. or nothing i copied the chapter out of the book and showed it to the rest of the crew and everybody was like yo that's crazy because dell had no idea that when he made it up so that that's just some cosmic shit in itself but yeah that that was all dell yeah definitely top three logos in hip-hop Man, give thanks. Oh man, come on, man. I want. I, I got to shout out Wu Tang because Wu Tang is probably one of the top logos. Wu-Tang. Period. Wu Tang. Um, that's, that's that's family. I don't think there's another one better, more recognizable. So, uh, so the uh, what magazine? Some magazines said that it was a uh, top three. It was like Wu Tang, uh, Hyro, and the Rolling Stones. This is like in like some years ago. The most recognizable logos in, in music history. This is like, you know, not modern. I'm sure this is well over 10, 15 years ago when this was written, but. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm I'm extremely thankful because um, it's a brand in itself. Like there's people who don't even really listen to the music who rock the, the merch and, you know, you could what you could be wearing a, a Hyro shirt and, and you got you in a club because people are going to be like, ah, I see you, you know, like my my dad be wearing the shit and people come up to him in a, in a grocery store like, how do you know about Hyro, you know? Um, and you yeah, know what? So, they yeah. will make an assumption about your musical selection when they see that shirt too. They will. They will. And, but it's a trip. Then, then you go into the hood and see somebody in the hood rocking this shit. Like, how do you know about them? You know what I mean? So it's 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 universal, man. And um, somebody actually sent me a picture of a uh, the symbol scratched on a rock in Iraq. Uh, 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 um, uh, I think like a you know a soldier took a picture of it and posted it online. It's like, damn, a hero symbol scratched on a rock in Iraq. That's crazy. crazy. We worldwide, baby. The, what, what's the what's the most obscure place y'all performed? The most obscure place I performed it was likely with Souls of Mischief, and I want to say Poland, Prague, shit like that. You know what I mean? A Prague was Prague is a standout in my mind. Pol- Poland is a standout in my mind as well. Been a lot of places, but those places stand out. They stay, stick with me. Um, to this day, I bet they know every word too. Can't speak the language, but know every word. Yeah, in Europe, it's a trip like that. Like you go to a place they do not know the language at all and know the words and know it like excitedly. It's uh, it's really a trip how they how they um, how they support out there. You know, like what type of effect does that does that leave on you? Like to know that you created something that fucking profound. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I, it gives me a feeling of like. 
gratitude, thankfulness. Um, like it's it's really surreal. It, it's really surreal, and it always has been. And I always try to remember that. Like one of the things that I always say, and I've been saying this for like mad years, is uh, two things that keep me like that have kept me grounded in, in this long ass journey. Um, and it's I, I've kept this in my mind since the beginning. One, it 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 could have never happened, so be thankful for that. And two, it could end tomorrow, so be thankful for the moment. And I've been doing that the last 30, 30 years, man. And every every day it's still surreal. I don't, I don't, you know, it's it's. I'm thankful. I'm you know, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. So so you still selling beats? Still sell beats. So still if somebody sell wants verses. to get a beat from you, they want to get a verse from you. How do they reach out? Uh, you can reach out to me at um. So all of my handles for social media is like either A plus or like high row A plus that's H I E R O A P L U S. That's on IG and Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, that's the easy ways, easiest way to get at me. Um, I, I still got it. I still got beats. I still, I still make music all the time. I put out four albums in 2020 and I put out, I put out two instrumental albums this year already called Sagano road, uh, instrumentals. They're, they're all on streaming. You can stream them or get them on Bandcamp. But um, yeah, man, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on IG, uh, Facebook, uh, Bandcamp. Where's uh, the Hyro Trees? Man, that's uh, that's a that's that's a very convoluted, uh, good question. But I've, I man, it's it's something about like when you're working with a bunch of people and trying yeah. to get them all on one accord because yeah. we like this money on this money on the table for that. I I brought like people talk to me about it all the time. Like we all know people in the cannabis industry out out here because you know California is like ground zero for that shit. Um, um, and always has been. Even even though Colorado got the law started quick, they did it on the back of of, of Prop Two Fifteen, which was purposely so California lets like started with um Two Fifteen, let somebody else follow through with it, and then followed up and did it, and now the whole world's doing it. But um, it's money on the table, man. And when you you got to get everybody together on shit, and it's you know it's still money on the table for that you know i i know people have approached me a million times i always come back to the crew and be like yo look blah 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 and it's never like a consensus on how it should be done so it's it's something about like uh having so many personalities and 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 getting everybody to be on one accord it's it's a challenge but it's not it's far from impossible yeah, I got the big boys out there too. Fucking backpack bullies and is it bullies? Oh, I mean, I mean listen, listen, listen. The, the 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 Northern Bay Area is is the weed capital of the oh, world. Goodness. The, the, yeah. the, the Northern California Northern California is the weed capital of the world. There's many reasons for that. Our climate grows it has been growing the best weeds for as long as motherfuckers can 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 uh, imagine. All the good strains that's everywhere out in the world now mm. out and and people are having the hydro facilities all day where you can grow anywhere that shit is growing naturally out out here in in the wild and then it, we, our shit is just the best there's, there's no no there's no doubt about it there, 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 no no i mean this is facts like I, listen i've been traveling i i've been this is undeniable shit you feel me this ain't it, this is undeniable like everybody thinks their weed is good but I, i've been traveling the world for 30 years and our weed has always been better and our, when our weed gets in other places, they weed gets better, and our weed is always a step up from what people get from us. So, and and um, we have the biggest weed economy in the world, California. So, is it getting too now, much though? Like some of this shit. Uh, no, nah, we what, no, we we weed is something that it's a disposable weed. Like what you use it, it's gone. So there's never gonna be enough. No, I mean like 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 the the strength of some of the strains. What, what I think, what crazy. I think is dope is that yeah, I think you're right. But what I think is dope is that you have the most potent strains, and you have a choice all the way down to the lightest strain. Now you actually got a myriad of choices, and you could pick the one that suits your physiology. You know what I'm saying? Instead of taking chances like motherfuckers had to been doing since <laughs> since the 70s, and you know, like eat, eat, eating a brownie that could put you in a comatose, and, and now oh you know exactly God. what's. Well, now you know exactly what's in some shit. So if you well, know I'm your from the brickweed era, you know, like where's that at? Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> you, you mean the, the, the brickweed get 
getting all the seeds and stems out. Yes. And that shit, you, could, you, you could hit somebody with the weed and give them a concussion type shit. Yes. Yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember that. Dude, take you yeah. half an hour just to break down the fucking oh, dude, blood. Dude, I, man, I remember, I, I remember them. To, I remember them times, man. Even then, even then in California, we had weed without seasoning. I remember back in the nineties, we um when Souls first got signed, and mm. we used to go to New York and smoke our weed with rappers, popular rappers, people. I'm not gonna say no names, people you all well and know today, like Red Man and Buster Rhymes and shit. <laughs> I said I want to go say no names. <laughs> But we 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 used to get people fucked up to the point to where people thought we was lacing our shit. And this is the 90s bringing our 90s weed out to the East Coast and now out to the South. People would think we will lace the weed. And, 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 and how can you just break it down with your fingers and there be no seeds? I mean, we've been fucking up hip hop. Uh, we've been getting hip hop heads high um, outside of California since the 90s with that Cali shit. You know what I'm saying? I done had some of your favorite rappers choking, choking, looking like they was about to pass out. Okay, last question. I'm gonna let you go. You, out you're welcome. You you're welcome. <laughs> Who is the rapper that surprised you tapping out early? Oh, uh, ah, let's bring it back full circle. I remember. Um, see, I know, I know the alcoholics for um, Mad Long, because we met, we met them when um, when Dale was recording with his first album with the Lynch Mob before the Soul mm -hmm. Submission was out. Mm -hmm. You know, DJ Pooh. DJ Pooh is a part of the Lynch Mob. DJ Pooh is part of the Liquid Crew. You know, he's King T DJ. So we used to kick it with the licks. And we would be the young dudes kicking it with the licks while all the gangsters and everybody was doing shit. And mm -hmm. so we know, I've known them brothers since back then. Now, later on in life, we got a record deal. The Licks got a record deal, right? And we're like, oh, shit, you too, my brother, my brother. So we went on the road and we, and we tour together. And I'm like, I could drink. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I remember being, I remember being like, out drinking the licks and be like, y'all call the alcoholics. How y'all gonna let skinny ass? How y'all gonna let a skinny ass Jamaican make y'all tap out from drinking? I was like, y'all need to change y'all name, niggas. <laughs> so that's my that's my favorite story of somebody tapping out. It wasn't weed, but I'm like, man, I drink more than the alcoholics. What's going on in the world? Yeah, that had to be something yeah. right there. Uh, um, th th there's a famous, there's a famous time. Uh, we had Redman tapping out, tapping out up in Battery Studios. He came into one of our mixing studios, had him tapping out. Uh, yeah, that was fun too. That was fun. Yeah, man, I paid money to see. Oh, that. oh, oh! My favorite, my favorite one is uh, we was in New York and we ended up kicking it with YZ and his crew, and we ended up going to Brooklyn. Uh -huh. We smoked some weed. We smoked some weed with that man. And that he had a full blown like he locked us in the house and got <laughs> turned into like started doing paranoid speeches and shit. <laughs> he said he said that he was he said he was Jesus the mob boss and, and, and we we were his disciples and we needed to help him go get Tretch. <laughs> Can't make this shit up, bro. That's YZ. That's my man. That's my man. Yeah, that might that might be my most favorite. Uh, my most. Uh, God. One of my favorite tap out moments. Yeah, I mean, we seen him like a couple days later in Manhattan. He was like, "Boy, I was high, man. I was high." I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Yeah, you was." <laughs> Adolf the assassin was there. Agalaw was there. You can ask him. He was there. Oh he, he, wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't Agalaw. Yeah, he was Adolf the assassin, but he was there. He was locked. Oh. He was locked in the house with us. They locked us in the house. He started lighting candles and shit. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, hey, check it out. I'm Jesus, the mob boss, and we gotta get trench." <laughs> Can't make this shit up, bro. Shout, shout out YZ. That's my dude. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Hey, yo. Yeah. I want to completely thank you, bro. This has been a phenomenal conversation, man. Um, and, you hey, if you me. ever need a third wheel on the, the Mental Health uh, Day podcast i don't know what y'all call it is a podcast or just show it's called it's called it's called it's a um it's a show cast it's a, a monthly we call it, it's called talking crazy um yeah. we'd love to have you love to have you on there yeah hit i do, me up, do it with my brother tomorrow from carries the culture carrying the culture and he's yeah. my co-host we're co-hosts together so yeah, yeah we'd love to have you on there brother hit me up i got yeah yeah I, I, i've been crazy for a long time man i'm working on it uh, man, see, <laughs> see, that's that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Destigmatizing the word crazy. Like, you, see, I, when you yeah. say I've been crazy, I could. It ain't. It ain't a negative thing. I know what you mean. You know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, so the let's, let's, let's talk no about it. No disrespect to anybody out there. I don't want you know the the alphabets or no. whoever to be pissed off at me. 
You know, yeah, get um, your panties out of a bunch. We get your panties out of a bunch of people out there. We don't mean nothing by it. We destigmatizing oh the conversation. We trying to help. If you come in with the attitude that we think that we're trying to disrespect motherfuckers, then you got us all wrong. That's for the man. people out there. Absolutely. What that man said. Um, on that note, man, have a phenomenal day, man. An even better week and a more prosperous year. Be dope as fuck, bro. Appreciate you, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank no you, doubt. you too, brother. Peace. Peace.